the song that tells you it's time for another edition of I Worked at the Fabulous Palm Springs Follies. We're taking a break this week. We've did part one of my interview with John Finkler, so that'll be coming your part two will be coming your way soon. I wanted to take a break in between, didn't want to give you too much of one person. This week, we're doing somebody that was just one of the most amazing performers and cast members for the Palm Springs Follies for, honestly, I don't know how many years. I'll be straight with you on that. I don't know. And that is Miss Judy Bell. And as I said earlier in last time's, the last podcast, I was in Palm Springs and I got to speak firsthand with John Finkler. We spent a few hours together. I don't even know how long we spent together. It was quite a few. And I had called Judy and left her a message that I was in Palm Springs and somebody had also sent me a message and said, hey, Judy probably wants to be on the podcast. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is great. This is perfect. So I called Judy. And Judy left me a voicemail in return. And it gets down to the fact that basically Judy says, well, you know, maybe I, nobody wants to hear me. And I if you stick around to the end of the podcast, I'm going to play you part of the voicemail because it was one of the most amazing voicemails I've ever had in my entire life. It's amazing. I think it's only about two minutes long. I'm going to cut a few personal things out that Judy said. And I have talked to Judy already about this and told her that I was going to play this on the podcast and told her that I would edit uh, some things out. And in the two or three minutes that she left me this voicemail. It renewed my faith in this business of entertainment and renewed my joy in what I do and what I've done in the past. I've got in front of me a Follies souvenir program and a Follies footlighter from 1998. I purchased this off of eBay I thought that I had kept most of my uh, uh, programs and footlighters through the years, and I can't find them anywhere. I have a suspicion of I know what happened to them. I don't want to say what happened to them yet until I can confirm that somehow. I found this on eBay. Somebody up in Oregon has quite a few, and you can hear it rustling in the background. I've got it here. Wow, what amazing memories it brought back to me in 98. Donald O'Connor was our star. Neville King was our comedian. He had the little dummy come out of the big suitcase. I completely forgot about that. We had the Rios brothers. I forgot about the Rios brothers and uh, their acrobatics that they were doing as well. Uh, Then of course we have the Mercers. And here's a list of our company members that year. Natasha Alborn. Beverly Allen, Judy Bell, Leela Burgess, Jill Gordon, Marietta Evans. Oh my goodness, Miss Marietta. The things that she would do. Just, uh, wow. Glenda Gifoyle, Larry Kern, Dorothy Kloss, Jill Owens, Mildred Law. Now, there's one more name as well. I'm sorry, I forgot it. Bill Bartlett. I I have to 
I'm going to be honest here, and I, I feel bad about this. I, oh, and I think I, let me turn it over here. I, I thought I missed some others there. Ken Prescott, uh, Phyllis Sherwood, of course, Jeffrey Webb, one of my dear, dear friends who's, who's gone on, and Dan Westfall. So this may have been our first year without uh, Jerry Antes, I suppose. Uh, I guess, I guess that's true. I, I have to say, I don't recall Mr. Bartlett and I don't recall Miss Mildred Law, actually. My question is, did they maybe start the season with us and then not finish the season? I 98, the start of 98 and into 99 was a, for me personally, an oddball year. I had some very personal things that were happening, so I may have blocked certain things out that I don't recall. Uh, let's look at, as well, in the program, we get our rundown here. So scene one, we had Hooray for Hollywood. Scene two was the Rios brothers. And really, that's scene 2.5, because, of course, Riff came on after Hooray for Hollywood and did a monologue. Scene three was the Mercer Brothers. Scene four was, of course, Pretty Girl. And then we had our intermission. And this may have been the first or second year where we did two intermissions. Then we came back with You're Never Too Old, which was Stepping Out With My Baby, which was a Irving Berlin number. That gave us, brought us into Neville King and then into our holiday show, so this was obviously before we got into the springtime show. I'm going to need to get another one of these cut sheets for the springtime show at some point. That brought us into our second intermission, where then Mr. Markowitz would come out and do a second monologue where he welcomed the big bussies and all of our other friends into the fabulous follies. And then we brought in Mr. O'Connor. Oh, what a joy he was to work with. And we're going to talk about that at another time as well. Scene two was Jukebox Saturday Night. And in scene three, of course, our wonderful salute to America. Well, let's talk about Judy Bell. Judy, for me personally, was someone that when we came to the Follies, as far as a cast member went, she welcomed all of us crew members. She was almost like she was one of the crew. She participated in a lot of our activities after work. She always was, was available for any rehearsals that we wanted to do. She would step up in a moment's notice if we needed anything audio-related uh, that we needed to work on. She was always one of the first people on the deck or the stage. We referred to it as the deck more than anything. And she would always be there ready to go. Just an absolute joy to work with. And I want to read you her bio from that edition of the um, Follies program. Okay, so we're going to get into that right now. 
This is, again, from 1998. I'm going to let you do the math on any age that follows. That's all for you to decide, not for me to tell you, okay? So there's a wonderful picture of Judy Bell in 1998, and then there's a wonderful picture of her at some other point in her life. I don't know when that is. It doesn't say, actually. I'm, I'm going to put my glasses on for this because I'm aging as well. Judy Bell, 61, returns to sing at the Follies for her fifth season after a long and successful career on stage. I'm going to stop right there. It was her fifth season, so that means she was there either one year or came there the year that, that we arrived, the Mo Boys. For 30 years, the Judy Bell Show, her own musical and comedy review, was featured at the MGM in Reno and Las Vegas. Harris in Lake Tahoe, and Reno at the Flamingo and Sahara and Frontier Hotels in Las Vegas. And the Cinegrel Room, I know I'm going to butcher that, at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. She also played Annie in Annie Get Your Gun, Molly in The Unseekable Molly Brown. Would you think anyone else could possibly do that? I don't think so. Lily Langley in, at Disneyland and was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress Award for Barefoot in the Park. She was off. Look at the things that Judy sang that year. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that the holiday portion she had, there had to be, let me see here. Yes, there it is. The 12 Days of Christmas. She did this wonderful re- rendition of the 12 days that quite honestly puts Foster Brooks to shame. And you know how much I love Foster Brooks from an earlier uh, edition of this podcast, that he was indeed uh, one of my heroes as far as the comedic world goes. And Judy knocked this out of the park. It was one of the most amazing performances you've ever seen and heard of this drunken, 12 days of Christmas, and the audience roared through the whole thing. It was absolutely incredible. We get that comedic side of Judy right there off the bat. Then we move in the jukebox Saturday night, and one of her signature songs, You'll Never Walk Alone. Oh, my goodness. And I'm, I could be wrong about this, I believe that she ended the Follies run with that song. Uh, Someone can correct me in the uh, Facebook group uh, if I'm not correct about that, but I believe that's what happened there. Then we move on to the final scene, our big patriotic, patriotic finale that we have, and she blew it out of the park that year with Battle Hymn of the Republic. And when Judy took those moments on the stage where she was the center of the show, it was Judy and a spotlight. She owns that stage. And to this day, she owns that stage. You might say, well, what, where is Judy after the follies? Well, you know, in 2015, there's a great article. If you Googled these words, Judy Bell Singer. The first thing that comes up is a great article in the Desert Sun from Palm Springs about Judy and how she entertains the troops. And there's some beautiful pictures of her there doing her show. 
you know, Palm Springs has this wonderful uh, Palm Springs Air Museum there that has a lot of things that are dedicated to our military personnel and civilian personnel, things like this. It's a wonderful museum. It started while we were there in Palm Springs, probably in 95 was its genesis, I think, or 96. And it, it has just become a world-class museum over the years. And it's, I feel bad. It's been quite a bit of time before we visited it. And that's one of the things that's on our list when we appear there next in Palm Springs. So this article comes to us from 2015, April of 2015 in the Desert Sun. At eight, I'm just going to read you this because this is really important. At age three, Judy Bell danced and sang on a tabletop for her grandparents. Seven decades later, she's doing the same thing, this time on stage at the fabulous Palm Springs Follies. This was just as the Follies was ending. And some things don't change. They only get better. And that's true. That is so true with Judy. She is just a, a spitfire. There's no other word that could describe what Judy does. Since the Follies closed a year ago, remember this was in 2015, after a 22-year run, the effervescent 77-year-old has jumped at the chance to star in a variety show called Thanks for the Memories, a tribute to the troops. Oh my goodness. It was only about two years after this that Judy appeared at the top of the tram there in Palm Springs and did another show and didn't lose a step. And she has appeared throughout Palm Springs as well to this day doing little one-offs. And I promise you, she has not missed a step. In our world of entertainment, we run into a lot of performers that are divas, that are not the kindest people to those who are around them. And Judy does not fit that mold at all. And maybe it has something to do with her West Virginia upbringing. I, I don't know. There was a time when we were told that, well, I'm not going to get into this. I, I believe that that probably has a lot to do with it. Judy, being someone that for many years produced her own show, knew the hardships and the uh, obstacles that it took to produce a show to begin with. And that, I believe, led her to treat everyone around her, no matter what their position was, as an equal and as someone that she trusted and relied upon and put her full faith and confidence in. And that's what she did. She really did that from the top down for all of us. And I'm really, really disappointed that Judy did not want to appear and answer a few questions because I have a few questions and we're not going to go into them here because she can't answer them. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, you know, pretend to know what she would think about certain things. I will say this. It was a fun trip looking through the Follies Footlighter, looking through this Follies program from 1998. I had forgotten so many things. I thought I knew a lot and remembered a lot of things, and I hadn't remembered a lot of things. Uh, I just want to read you a few things from the program 
real quick uh, about that year and jog your memory a little bit. Maybe you remember some of the folks that helped put things on behind the scenes there. Of course, uh, it was staged and choreographed by Ricky Lugo and Joan Palethorpe. This was probably just before Miss Palethorpe took on the sole choreographic uh, duties of the Follies. I barely remember Ricky, just barely. Uh, Music, of course, arranged and performed by Mr. Harris. Set design by Bradley Kay. I don't recall Mr. Kay or where he's from, but I believe this was before we got our Las Vegas designer. I'm pointing to my wife right now. Can you remember our Las Vegas designer's name uh, for set pieces? Passed away a couple of years ago. You recall that name? You don't recall that name? That's quite all right. It's okay. Uh, lighting and designing was by Phil uh, Monet. I oh boy, I I do barely remember Phil. Costumes were designed by Mr. Daniel Story, uh, and he I believe continued to design costumes all the way until the very end of the Follies. Special material and vocal arrangements by Earl Brown. We're going to get into Mr. Brown later because there's an amazing Elvis connection here that uh, was really something that I was into. And I've got some great stories with Mr. Brown and, and what I did with him. Music layout by Dave Black. And Mr. Black will fit into that Earl Brown episode as well. And flying by the Foys. Oh, I forgot. What did we? F- this was the first year we flew somebody, something, maybe out of. We flew the Eagles out of the Hokums, off the sides, maybe. Yeah. And so the Foys uh, are, of course, a great Broadway, Vegas. Uh, if uh, if you ever see a uh, episode or a, I'm sorry, a theatrical production of Peter Pan. That's all flying by, if it's done professionally anyway, that's done by uh, the Flying by Foy family. I completely forgot about that. Wow. That's why I say it's so interesting and neat to see uh, these programs now to come back to me. And I forgot about the the Follies Footlighter. When you read the Footlighter and you go through it, it looks like an old newspaper magazine from the 40s or 50s. And... There are, of course, some articles in there uh, that come from that time period. But every now and then you see there's another another little article in there about the current folly situation. There's something in there about Riff. There's a great article in there about Ms. Jardine and Ms. Palethorpe and Ms. Lugo. All the designers are in there as well. Mr. O'Connor, our stars. There's some great pictures in the middle of the section of Palm Springs back in the day, but also of all of our performers and their earlier ages. Uh, I was always amazed by this picture of Riff at the age of 15, uh, Dan Westfall at the age of 7, Miss Marietta at the age of 35. What a beauty. And I think she was 85 at the time she was at the Follies, and still a beauty. You know, most people think, oh my gosh, a 70-year-old woman, 80-year-old woman, they can't, they are a beauty. And then there was also some great pictures in here of you You would have, I'm looking at Bacall and Bogart here at the record club, and in the back, of course, is uh, a uh, man named Marr 
Markowitz. Uh, it's Mr. Markowitz, of course, in the back there. Uh, there's a picture here of uh, Riff welcoming 103-year-old Rose Bolleton to the Follies. She has just been named the national spokes spokesperson for Medic Alert. So uh, I'm going to assume she's not with us any longer. And then, of course, we have our complete listing of our production staff, our back-of-house staff, our operations staff. Wow. The partnership is listed here. We'll get into that someday as well, the partnership of the Follies. There's some interesting folks who contributed to the uh, genesis of the Follies in its early days. There's some great pictures here behind the scenes at the Follies as well, where you get some candid shots that were taken, uh, it, from everything I can tell, they were taken during pre-production and rehearsals before the show opened, and they were able to get in there uh, before the, the, uh, as the show opened in October. And there are quite a few people I found out on eBay selling Follies memorabilia. And I would love to get some more of those things. If you've got some Follies memorabilia yourself and some Follies stories, of course, we would love to talk to you. Please put them on the Facebook page and we'll get back to you and find out what you have, what you want to say. And in an upcoming episode, something very, very special. We have two things that are going to happen. We have two segments that are going to be going on in the next few Follies episodes. One of them is called Mary's Minute. And in that, in that uh, part of the episode, we're going to be talking and sending a question to Ms. Jardine, and she's going to be giving us an answer. Of course, it's called Mary's Minute, but it will not be a minute long, I'm sure. It will be more than a minute. Then, what we've all been waiting for as well, we've got a, both of our amazing producers, uh, Mary, and also Riff has decided to jump on board, and so we're going to be doing Riff's uh, what did he decide to call it? Riff's Rafts? Rift Raft? Riff Raft, maybe, I think is what he decided to call it. I'm not 100% sure. We'll be doing the same thing with him. We'll give giving him a question and uh, get an answer from him. It's very exciting that our, our producers of the Fabulous Follies have decided to come on board with us and contribute to this project. We're very excited and very thankful for that. That's it. For this episode, right now, before we go, though, you're going to hear from Ms. Judy Bell and this wonderful voicemail that she left me. And there's nothing more I can say after this at all. She says it. She says everything. And there's, I can add nothing else to it. So enjoy this moment from Ms. Judy Bell. You for sentimental reasons. I hope you do believe me. I'm giving you guess who this is. <laughs> oh, baby, your voice so wonderful to hear you. You know I love you and your wife so much. But people keep telling me, God, how great I look and all that. But you know, Stevie, Stevie, wonderful. I think I'll just let people remember me like I used to be. You know, I still walk three miles every day and swim in the pool 50 laps and nut, nuttier than a fruitcake. I mean, you know, enjoying my life. So anyway, I love you. I would love to see you and your wife sometime soon. And uh, be well and be happy and take it from this four-year-old broad. Don't waste a minute 
of your life. Just enjoy every second and let all the petty crap roll off your back, just like we did at the Follies, you know. <laughs> and you have each other, and that's a blessing. Love you, baby. Bye-bye.